to ARWP, the All Real Wrestling Podcast, and today we have a special guest. All hail, Anthony Henry. Yeah, see, we did well with that. I like it. Yeah, man. Good thing. <laughs> it works. It works. So let's talk. Let's talk about your journey in professional wrestling. Let's talk about how you started professional wrestling. What made you want to be a professional wrestler? Sure. So, I mean, it's my whole life is, uh, it has been, has revolved around this crazy thing. So it's really just, yeah, I never grew up, you know, I, uh, I'm just a, a 38 year old child <laughs> still. I started off as young as I can remember. So, I mean, too young, too young for me to remember other things, but I remember professional wrestling. Um, I watched it with my father and, you know, I just uh, caught that bug and it never went away. I watched the, my earliest memories of wrestling were like old NWA stuff. Um, so the Four Horsemen and, you know, Sting and Steamboat and things like that. And, um, yeah, I just that continued on. And, of course, wrestling evolved and changed, but I just stuck with it. I uh, uh, never stopped watching and I was at an early age also just wrestling with like my my wrestling buddies what they were called at the time little stuffed wrestling figures in my living room and uh that of course uh led to me doing some backyard wrestling as a lot of people tend to do these days and uh eventually i found a school that was uh is actually happenstance just because we were doing backyard wrestling out in, in a public place at a park and uh, security guard was entertained by it and he like kind of gave us the 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 input on the fact that there was a school nearby and so we went and checked it out me and two of my other friends and they ended up quitting but i stayed eventually made my way to other places got some more training and here we are uh like 20 years later so <laughs> yeah what's your earliest memory of getting in the ring like your first match i remember my first bump Oh, really? All right. How was your first yeah. bump? The first time we went down there to the school that was here in Augusta, Georgia, um, we had to, like, kind of do our first bump. They wanted us to do our first bump there. It was, we weren't even, like, in the classes yet. They were just like, all right, we're going to let you feel it out. And so I didn't even try to take a flat back bump because <laughs> I didn't know any better. My favorite wrestler at the time was RVD, so... RVD used to take sick bumps, and so I, like, landed high in my shoulders purposely. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, boy. Um, actually, it wasn't that bad for me because, I I mean, I was, like, landing on the ground and all kinds of crazy places, you know, <laughs> doing the backyard stuff. So that was my, my first time being in a ring. And then I think the next week we went back and, you know, actually, like, started doing some things. All right. And how did, you know, your gear and all that become like what it is? Because now it's like the anarchist type of thing. I, I like what you had going on during your evolved days with the trunks. And then And then solely at the end of your evolved days, you started going with like um, pants wise, like, like, like they're, they're kind. I don't know if the actual jeans. I mean, they look like jeans, but, uh, you know, you're yeah, so, no, yeah. Um, my, my first gear, <laughs> man, uh, I've had some pretty bad gear, so. You know, I, when I first started, I think, uh, I had, and of course at the time the Hardy boys were uh, a big thing. This was like 2001, 2002. Um, 
and so they had the big like what we call Chinko pants because that was the, the popular name brand but the big baggy pants mm-hmm. and so i had some that was somewhat like that they had like a design on them and i did wore like a uh it's like white beater but it was a black white beater so it was like these a black white beater with these just baggy pants some kick pads and whatever and um you know eventually i i got some some real gear um and that of course has um evolved over time so eventually i started like wearing these biker shorts because i wasn't really that comfortable in like wearing the trunks at the time and eventually um I was like, ah, screw it. I'm going to take the risk and try these trunks. So try the trunks, did that for a while. And like really to the point now, it's just, you know, you get a little stale or you just want to have a new look. Maybe fans are tired of seeing the same thing from you. So I was like, ah, let's try out some, you know, long tights. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of like the way I look in the long tights. That and, and the fact that like there's some just weird people out there who, really antagonized me by the fact that I don't wear trunks anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it annoys me to the point where I just refuse to wear them at all now because they're like, oh, you need to go back to the trunks. And then, and obviously they're insinuating the reasons why they want me to wear the trunks, which is cool. It's whatever. But it annoys me to the point where I'm like, nope, not happening just because you said that. So now for the, for the time being, I've stuck with the, uh, yeah, the long tights, the pants that you're referring to from evolve, um, the energy. I made it. Yeah, yeah, I made I, I saw you spray you spray painted it, right? I, I saw the the A, the red A. Yeah, well, I used uh, fabric paint. Mm-hmm. So at the time, we were doing a thing with uh, Darby Allen and Evolve, and uh, I just wanted something that was similar to him. Uh, and so I I just went and bought some like stretchy jeans and uh, decided to do my own thing with them. I picked the colors. They were similar to his, and I took fabric paint and just did all that myself. And a lot of people actually really like those pants. Uh, surprisingly enough, they they cost like thirty dollars in total. So maybe maybe I should just stay away from them. Actually, paying hundreds of dollars for for tights if that's the case. But that's that. Uh, the the anarchy. There's nothing really, you know. There's there, there's no deep meaning behind it. It's, it's just a, essentially. A yeah, it's got an extra line for the H. I just thought it was clever at the time, I guess. I don't know. And it's just kind of stuck with me. No, it looks cool. I think it looks cool because not a lot of people are doing it. So you're the only ones doing it right now. So it looks pretty badass. Also, I don't know if it's a good thing to, to tell you that I like the actual tights, but, but not not because of how they look. The design, your design quality is insane. The, I, the green ones, the green and brown ones, the mixture ones. Do you come up with your own designs? Do you just like... No. No, I can't take credit for that. Um, I have ideas and themes, and I will just get with the person or the the company that makes my gear, which is main event gear. Mm-hmm. Um, they make a lot of stuff for a lot of people. WWE, you know, AEW, a lot of people. Um, they make all New Day's gear. Um, but anyway, I'm pretty close friends uh, with the main designer there, so I was like, hey, this is. The idea I have is the kind of colors I might have had in mind. Go crazy. And yeah, they come up with these designs, they make everything, and then we're good to go. So I leave that freedom with them. I just have the basic idea. What about the Asher Hale gear? Because that was like the sickest gear I've seen ever. The light blue. Yeah, that's my favorite gear I've ever had. Problem with that was um, 
so that was kind of inspired by the video game devil make cry mm-hmm. um and same thing same people made it the same person designed it uh patrick bentley from main event um and it was my favorite gear i ever had however the problem was that it actually didn't fit really? so if you actually watch yeah if you watch those old 205 live episodes where i was wearing them um yeah was, uh, they were kind of like falling off of me because the way they were designed um i think the uh not the end scene but the from the crotch was uh not long enough mm-hmm. wasn't long enough so it would just kind of fall off my waist and i'd keep pulling them up and eventually i was just like i can't wear them anymore and um of course they t- they took care of it and they're like we can remake these or you know we can just send you something else and just kind of send these back to you since it was our mistake and at least you'll have something in the meantime and so uh at the time it's kind of like when i got released so i actually had them switch the name on it from the asher hill to the henry so the current gear i still have it has henry on it not asher hill mm-hmm. but they also made a new gear i haven't worn it and i probably never will wear it in fact i may even end up selling it at some point unless i decide i want to keep it just for you know memories but I may even at some point, I even uh, recently, my wife and I were talking about even um, having that gear remade again when I do get new gear. And, of course, getting all the measurements right, which they will, and having the Henry maybe and adding some things to it. Yeah, I love the whole design, even with the jacket, with, like, the like the ribbed jacket. Like, that just looked really cool. I don't know. I, I'm a big gear guy. When I see, like, gear that's, like, fire, I, I definitely – I remember I posted on my story multiple times. You know, I know you reposted too. I love that gear. Yeah. Like that was probably the dopest gear I've seen all around. I hope you bring that uh, back. I, I haven't seen it, but I hope you definitely bring that back. The, the color palette yeah, yeah. is dope as hell. Yeah, thinking about it. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about um, let's talk about Evolve. Because I feel like that's the first major thing that started going away in wrestling, right? Am I, am I wrong about that? Yeah, that's fair. I think that's fair to say. I mean, like, 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 what, what, like, a fan base wise, like, for people to know you consistently, like, involves one of those things where they travel almost at the same locations, and they have the yeah. same fan base that like remembers you, knows you. So, how was that? Yeah. Like? How was the quality evolve? Yeah. So, evolve was like a big thing for me because it was a a place I just really wanted to be. Um, when I first like started trying to get into evolve, and 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 mind you, the the roster has always been crazy, but when I was looking into it, they still had like Hero and Gulag and TJP and, um, you know, uh, Thatcher and like all these people. And it very much so um, fit what I wanted to do with wrestling, style wise, especially. A lot of grapplers and more realism added to the, the wrestling at the time. Um, now, I made like one or two appearances here and there sparingly. Um, while that roster was kind of still intact, I didn't actually make a full-time run there until after most of those people were already gone, but it still was just a place I wanted to be. And that was a goal. And so, um, it happened little by little. I, um, I was on one show and I actually wrestled Darby Allen mm-hmm. and that was like evolve 70 or something. And it was just like a one-off thing and gave like me enough. And I ended up coming back later for like a tryout, like seminar thing they were doing. Did one of those and ended up coming back like maybe a couple shows or a couple months later. I wrestled like Riddle and I wrestled um, 
Man, I don't remember what the other match was now, actually. I know I wrestled Riddle. I know that one. Um, and, again, he liked me enough. Nothing was, like, offered at the time. Then they made their way to North Carolina, which is a place that, you know, I wrestle a lot in. Uh, J.D. Drake wrestles a lot at. And they teamed up with PWX, which is a place that is, like, a, another home to me. And so they did, like, a dual show. So we had PWX earlier, and then they evolved, and they split the show. And um, because we were in our hometown, uh, they put J.D. Drake and I together randomly against uh, Jocka and Chris Dickinson for the tag titles. Mm-hmm. And because, also, we were in the hometown, Gabe was like, all right, we're just going to make this crazy change and see what happens. And so they put the belts on us <laughs> that night. And it got over so well that it was like one of those things Gabe was like, well, I kind of booked myself into a corner now because it got over so well and I didn't expect that. And so I can't just take the titles back off of you. So basically from there on, we were full time with Evolve, though we didn't like sign the contract or anything like that. I don't even think we signed a contract for like a full almost a year into us being on every single show. Um, and of course, like we teamed for a long time, then they split us up and we did our own things. And uh, I would say that my time with Evolve was, I think JD would be uh, of the same opinion, is that we grew more there um, than any other point in our career, up to this point at least. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just uh, a great place to be, honestly. I mean, there's, I always, I said this on like social media the other day, you know, because it'd be unfortunate releases that happened recently and Gabe was one of those and you know people are weird about Gabe it's like either they they love him or they hate him and uh there's a lot of hate and uh my opinion has always been that Gabe did nothing but support JD and I he helped us when he didn't have to help us he pushed us made sure that we quote-unquote evolved and um he's the whole reason why I got my job why I'm still wrestling because I was gonna retire and he brought me back to come to WWE and um yeah so i owe a lot to him honestly and he's always been cool to me my time at evolve was great i learned a lot i had a lot of great moments uh fans were great i grew exponentially i had nothing but positives to say honestly yeah you just gave a lot in there that we have to like cut cut into pieces talk about you know sure. retire. all right so first thing you brought up was darby allen that was like the first thing you brought up at evolve and I want to acknowledge that because you had one of the craziest rivalries with Darby that, you know, influenced so many of Darby's future rivalries when people want to put on his face paint and, you know, do the whole thing, which was amazing. I did it first. Who's yeah, I did idea? it first. Whose idea was that? Was that your idea to go like, oh, I'm going to wear the face paint? Yeah, that actually was my idea. Um, I don't know. It was kind of like, uh, so I draw a lot of inspiration just from, you know, various things, various medias and, and, like obviously I, I'm a big like comic book fan I'm a big fan of uh, of Venom and anti-Venom is part of like the whole Spideyverse and essentially like I don't want to get into obviously the hey dogs are going crazy um, I don't want to get into like the, bi- the biography of anti-Venom but basically the character ends up being the reverse of Venom so he has a instead of the black base with the white lining he has the white base with the black lining mm-hmm. and um i was like that's pretty cool you know and what if i did like the opposite of what darby does and so that kind of ended up being the thing it was like 
I think the first time I painted my face and did everything exactly like him. But then in the big match that ended the feud, I ended up wearing the opposite. So he wore black. I wore white, everything. And then I did the opposite face mm-hmm. side of the paint. And I did the opposite colors of the paint. And that was kind of the whole idea behind it. No, no, it was an awesome, awesome rivalry, awesome match, and realistic idea on your end. Because that influenced so many in the future. So it was really cool that you did that first. And I watched, I was like, oh, wow, that's really, that's really cool just to see, you know, like you said, anti I'm a, I'm a comic fan too, so I got exactly what you mean by the reference. So yeah, it's really cool to see stuff like that. All right, next thing we want to talk about is you talked about um, retirement, and this was before the WWE call-up, correct? Uh, well, there's a couple of different ones. Okay. Um, the last one, the one that actually where I actually got signed, uh, that's the one everybody knows about for the yeah. most part. But um, the one that caused me to want to retire was actually the first one, okay. which was me doing a tryout. Um, the tryout not going my way because of an injury I sustained at the tryout. Mm-hmm. And then from there, basically, I did a little bit of work with them, and they basically ended up saying they weren't. Uh, interested in me any longer and I was pretty much on the verge of like signing this contract and it was due to just like a little medical thing that I did that the doctor assumed because of some answers that I gave for questions um, that you know I was a liability due to some undiagnosed concussions that I had had in wrestling matches you know which is whatever because if you're a professional wrestler you've you've been hit and Mm -hmm. you've probably had some form of a concussion but I know now not to be honest, maybe anymore. I don't know, but that's kind of what caused the the, re, the retirement. I was uh, depressed and just I didn't know what I was going to do with my career at that point. And um, that combined with the fact that Gabe was working with WWE, and because of that, he no longer wanted to have me work for him because of the connection and how it would look on Evolve if WWE didn't want to use me, but Evolve did. Yeah. So. Yeah, I had nowhere to go and didn't know what I wanted to do. And I just kind of hated wrestling at that point because of all this. And I was going to retire. You know, I can't even blame you with, with that story. That's that's really messed up, especially like with all your connections. Like, hey, since these people didn't like you, we're going to have to kind of cut you from this. And that's terrible. You know what I mean? That's where you built a lot of your relationship. I'm sorry to hear that. But obviously, they're down the road. Something good had to happen. So what made you want to like, come back? I guess, Like I said, that's hard. The, no no disrespect there to wanting to retire. What made you want to come back? I didn't want to, honestly. Um, I So you got to also keep in mind that this is kind of like in the midst of like the pandemic happening. So like this stuff's happening, the whole world going crazy. You know, the whole thing with WWE happened and I was already pretty much like I'm going to retire. Uh, so basically I was like, cool, what I'll do is I'll you know, I'll, I'll do a few matches that I want to do before I go and um, get those done. And then once they're out of the way, that'll just be it. Um, kind of like a retirement tour, even though I wouldn't say it's retirement. I haven't done enough to retire, but um, going away tour. Anyway, um, so as soon as that, I'm kind of finishing that up. I'm like in my last month of doing this. I have like just a few more matches set and that was it. I get a call again from Gabe um, where he's like, hey, dude, so uh, you still want to retire? I was like, well, it kind of depends on what, what, I mean, obviously you're calling me for a reason, so what's the reason? Mm -hmm. 
And so basically it was for a tryout again. This one, as opposed to the other one that I did, was going to be different because this one was going to be an actual wrestling tryout, whereas most of the other tryouts were kind of like, hey, let's put a bunch of athletes together and have them do a bunch of cardio and like see who quits and run them like we're drill sergeants, yada, yada. This was going to be like a, hey, we're going to put you in professional wrestling matches and see what you can do, et cetera. So um, I still didn't know if I wanted to do it, though, and uh, talked to my wife, and my wife's like, no, you know, you need to do it because you've done this your entire life almost, at least your entire adult life. So, you know, if you don't do it and you don't see it out and then 10 years on the road, you're disappointed with yourself and upset about it, like, you're just going to beat yourself up. So mm-hmm. you just need to go ahead and do it and see what happens. And so, all right, we're going to do it. So go do it. And I guess the rest is kind of history. I um, got signed and um, here we are. Yeah. So it's very interesting that um, you brought it up. And again, you just bring up a lot and we got to cut it out. So what the original thing that you did, the original tryout, the way you describe it is the way that, you know, a lot of people see it as like, oh, Joe Sargent's, they're going to make you do squats and then jumping jacks and a line and stuff like that. Like they showed that. What kind of tryout was that compared to this one? What's the difference in both those tryouts? Like what was yeah. it meant to be? No, I got you. Um, it's uh, very different. And, and I'm sorry about, you know, going off on tangents, but, all these stories are like i have a lot there's a lot that has just happened so these questions are like just lining up perfectly no with, i love this is a conversation i can't leave a detail out yeah. yeah 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 so um yeah so the trials are vastly different the the the, the, the trials that everybody assumes what the tryout is is exactly what you said is it's kind of hey let's see who will quit and there's you know i, I could probably name i don't know off the top of my head, there may have been 10 or so professional wrestlers in my first tryout that had probably like, man, I don't even know. Like, there are so many people there. I can't, even, definitely over 50, mm-hmm. 50 people in that tryout. A lot of them were just athletes and like from different sports. And uh, so they're literally learning, learning how to roll and do some of the things that we need to do in professional wrestling on the fly. And I think it's more about like, hey, let's just push these people as far as we can and, you know, see who quits, which is, you know, yeah, I get it. Like, if you want it bad enough, whatever. But, I mean, it's not a real professional wrestling tryout because they don't really care. That it doesn't matter if you're a good professional wrestler or not. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you quit or not and whatever. So, compared to the second tryout, the second tryout was, like, specifically for wrestlers. There was it. They didn't try to kill us on cardio. Yeah, we did some of that, but it was nothing crazy. It wasn't, like hey, let's destroy these guys and see if they quit. It was more just like, let's go through some technique. Let's like, uh, just see where everybody's at as far as stuff that we would normally do in matches, et cetera. And then like, we had a whole other day that was nothing but like matches and, and like TV, like mock TV type stuff, some promos, stuff like that. And I think that tryout was more designed just to see who would mess up, mm-hmm. <laughs> who would mess it up for themselves. Cause I think it would, the intention was for most of those people to get signed. Uh, out of the second tryout, uh, less than half of them ended up getting signed, but that's a whole other story. Um, but it was much better experience the second time around. Mm-hmm. And now, obviously, when did you get the call that you know you got? Because that was the tryout that you got, right? That after that tryout, 
You got signed. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, I remember, again, I'm just going on a tangent as well. I legit remember getting the, the news alert that you, were, that you were wearing the Performance Center shirt, that you the WWE shirt and all that, and I was so happy for you and all that. When did you get the call or when did you know? Because I'm sure we found out way after you knew that yeah. that you guys signed. Yeah, it was, it was uh, I, so honestly, I knew the last day that I was there. Mm -hmm. I knew because I kind of, well, you know, things get around. I'll just leave it at that. Like, basically, somebody told me an inside scoop. And I, I knew the names that were on the list to be approved to be signed. Mm -hmm. And I knew I was one of them. And so, of course, you don't, like, necessarily believe that, though, until, like, you actually hear it from one of them. And so I, I, I had this in my head, but I wasn't 100% on it. And then we got a call, I think, maybe within, like, a week. They said three days. It ended up being, like, a week. And got the call from um, the former, uh, I don't know what his title was, but Canyon was the guy who hired me. Um, and, uh, yeah, video call just like this. And, uh they're going to hire me and for more money than I thought I was going to get initially mm -hmm. too. So that was really cool also. Um, and so I, yeah, I knew, and it took forever for like everything to finalize because they had to send the contract, which was like this. And then I had to go through the contract, send it back to them and like all that stuff. And then, and then it was like, all right, you wait some more. So it was like in between each step was like, you wait freaking two, three weeks, almost feels like a month. Um, and I don't even know when the actual, um, story hit officially probably like two or three months after i knew mm -hmm. so yeah i knew a good bit ahead of ahead of the story all right so how would you describe your experience there i mean obviously you know everyone has a good experience but is there anything specifically that you you know did or you asked for and they just didn't acknowledge because again you had a good run i was 100 percent supporting i always wanted to say more it sucks what happened obviously you're doing bigger things now we're going to talk about who you've been facing in, in the meantime, but how did that uh, atmosphere feel in WWE? Yeah, so like the actual um, performance center, my time there was not bad, mm -hmm. per se. Um, I learned a whole lot. I became a better uh, professional wrestler because I was there. I think that I had some good performances for what I was given. I think that I got the most out of what I was given. Um, there are some problems, but I mean, I can't hate the facility or like the interactions I had with the coaches or anything like that. Cause it was all positive. Um, so I, I don't want to go into more stories or, or side rants. No problem. So, I mean, there's things we can talk about, like my injury. There's things we can talk about, like the actual release. You just let me know what you want to talk about. But my overall, my experience is positive. All right, no problem. So, you know, one more thing on the, again, uh, concerning this topic was the last um uh the one that you called the like your last uh i'm blanking for a second it was the retirement after the release you posted you um posted formally on twitter that you are potentially gonna be retiring if i'm not wrong i think you did that on twitter do you remember i don't remember actually saying that i was gonna retire after being released I know for sure. No, it was like, it was know, like a little to... bit. It was like a little bit time after that because there, you know, there was a whole stage. I, I mean, I, I mean, again, the way I was following you, I, I remember there was like a, you, a pretty um sad, the moment after the the release, like like you a little bit less active, you know, more 
I mean, it's one of those, it's a bad situation, you know what I mean? When, when you lose a job or you're out of pocket due to the dumbest reason, which is COVID, you know, it, that sucks. You know what I mean? Like, like, so I'm sure you went through some kind of like, not trauma, but just like depression in, in a sense. You know what I mean? I'm sure that, I'm sure that hit. And I feel like I remember you tweeting, but if you, if you don't remember, then I could be wrong about that. So but I don't remember. I just don't remember tweeting about retiring like after the release. I know definitely for sure going. It was something about the. It was something about the new year. It was something about the new year. Like this might be my last year or something. I remember. Oh, I said that recently. I said that recently. Like, I actually, um, basically, I just for me, it's like I go back and forth with this, and I definitely don't want to be that person that's like, you know. Fans are just like, hey, shut up. You're either going to quit or you're not, you know, because they always, you know, there's so many people who it gets to that point. It's like, all right, make up your mind. For me, it's um, it's been a touchy subject because it's all I've known for all my life, you know, since I was 18 is when I started. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm 38 now. That's 20 years of, of my life, 20 years. And that's my whole adult life. You know, all I've known is wrestling. And um, I've given everything to this and. I've loved it and I've hated it and I've felt all kinds of different ways about it. But like, you know, it's, it, it's just a, it's, it plays with your mind and, um, the ups and downs and I had some big ones. And so, and I've, and, and like just things like it wake you up and like before I was released, like, I don't want to go on a side rant again, but like I got hurt while I was at WWE and it was like a bad injury. I ended up working through it, and now I've kind of been told maybe I shouldn't have worked through it through other professionals, which makes me more angry because I put my health at risk for this job that they just kind of threw me away, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not angry at the the, the the business. I'm not angry at the fact that, like, you know, I got released. That That's part of doing this. But the fact that, you know, I put myself out there and got hurt, and it didn't seem like it mattered, and I worked through these injuries. The whole time I was on TV, I had – the herniated discs in my cervical spine, really? you know. Yeah, I, had no, I had no idea about that. <laughs> wait, wait, when did you, what think, match did you get injured? What match did you get? You know? I, I got I got injured before I even had a match on TV. Really? So I was in, I was um, in the PC for maybe a month because it was only about a month before I was on TV, maybe a little longer, maybe six weeks, mm-hmm. um, and I got hurt right before going on TV in my first. Uh, the debut was NXT and you know I um, was very limited my whole time having these matches and so I I do think I got the best out of it but it's also hurtful because you know I uh, I went through all this and I I never had the opportunity to be a 100% and actually show them like what I could 100% do Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of frustrating but it is what it is what I can be upset about is the fact that like you know I uprooted my daughter and took my whole family to Orlando where I had no friends, no family for this job. And I didn't see anything. I feel like I wasn't like let loose. I was never given an opera, a real opportunity because of everything that happened. You know, I was there for seven months and, you know, I had to make a decision really quickly. Like, Hey, what do we do? We're in Orlando and I no longer have a job. So I had to bring my family all the way back home. And it's just, it was been a wild ride. And so just kind of going back to circling back around to the, the topic that we're talking about, the retirement, it's like, these are all the things I've dealt with and had to put my family through. And it's like, you know, I don't want to continue doing that. I have other things in life that I want to accomplish as well. Like I have degrees that I could be using that I I've kind of just put on the back burner. And 
career what did you study? And, what did you study? Uh, so it's a nonstop studying process, it seems like. But uh, I have a associates, of course, because you just get that because mm-hmm. I got a bachelor's uh, in health and wellness, which is kind of a general kinesiology degree. I have a master's in public health, um, which is that one is hard to describe. It's it, you can do a lot of things with that and mm-hmm. epidemiology, amongst other things. And then I have another master's in essentially human performance. So it's like an athletic trainer. Um, and so, yeah, I, I have a lot of other things and I'm nearing 40. So retirement is a thing that keeps coming up. And for me now, it's just like, okay, I had this job where I was making a substantial amount of money doing what I've always done. And it kind of has paid off. I have a nice house. I have like a place for my daughter to just go walk right across the street to her high school, which is awesome. I ain't got to worry about, you know, her um, getting picked up or anything like that because all the kids walk to school because mm-hmm. it's safe. I have all these things going on and then it stops. So now you go back to independent wrestling and yeah, I'm making good money when I when I have good weekends, but it's it's not uh, guaranteed ever. It's not concrete. You never know when you're going to be booked and when you're not. You just may not be able to get a weekend of shows. And so I want a contract. And I think, not that I deserve it, but... I've earned that to this point and I'll continue to earn that. Um, and hopefully somebody will see that and, you know, I can take advantage of that. But I did say if the contract doesn't happen, that this probably will be my last active year pursuing this like full time to the degree I have been. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I'll stop completely. It just means that I'm not going to be out here killing myself every single weekend you know, pursuing this as my main career. All right. Yeah, you know, it's it makes a lot more sense now when you say, like, you're retiring. You're not, you're not retiring for yourself. You have responsibilities. You're a father. You have to think about your family more than yourself at the time. So it's, again, 100% understandable to retire. It's not, like, a weak thing to do when your your sacrifices are affecting other people. So by you saying you moving all the way to Orlando with your family just to move back, you know, obviously, probably beat yourself up for that. You know, that's one of those things where it's like, you can't control life when that happens. But what I right. want to talk about is what you've been doing. Because let's be honest, you've been you've been having a, a big uh, dream list of wrestlers that you've been crossing out on. we got to talk about Minoru Suzuki. That's one. David yeah. Richards is another one. You're going to be facing Tom Lawler at Warrior Wrestling. That's another one. So where do you, you want to start from your independent now that you're back? What, what was, like, the first match for you back that was, you know, you know, enjoying again? Like, you enjoying Independence again? Yeah. Um, so, definitely Minoru Suzuki. And I am moving at this point because my dog won't shut up. No problem. Um, yeah, so fans, I'm sorry <laughs> if you hate this. Um, but, uh, yeah, Minoru Suzuki. So, I came back and I did one show before the Minoru Suzuki match. And it was fine. Um, but, um, this match with Minoru Suzuki was a big one for me because, uh, well, a few reasons, because it was the main event of a show at PWX mm-hmm. and PWX, again, from an earlier conversation, this is like one of my homes. So I got to, it was my first match back there and we were main event. The place basically sold out, um, which was nuts. Um, and so we had like 500 plus people in this place and it was the first match I had back where I felt like I was me again 
And not that, not that WWE purposely changed me. They were, you have so many different directions you're pulled when you're there that you don't necessarily know what is wanted from you because each coach kind of has their own way of doing things, Mm -hmm. but you're trying to appease everybody. So in, 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 in the context of what I do, I had to change a little bit of me and it's just, I got to wrestle Minoru Suzuki and just be me. I didn't have to worry about, you know, coaches looking at this. I just go out there and do what I do and feel it and be invested emotionally into it. And it was just such a fun experience. And he was such a cool guy. And that was the one that was like, all right. You know, when I first got back, and maybe this is what you're referring to, is like, I didn't know if I wanted to stay or not when I first got released. And this was the first match where I was just like, you know what, if it's like this, yeah, I, I, I can do this for a long time. Yeah, that that was, <laughs> it was great. And I remember you saying that was legit, like a good dream match for you. That was the like one person I noticed that you really wanted to get in the ring with. One, because you guys have one of the same, like, wrestling style, strong style. I mean, you're a technician also, but, like, you know, you and him had a, an amazing match. Anyone can check that out. I think it's on YouTube. I watched it on, um, is it on IWTV? I don't remember if it was on, no. It's on their own network. I don't think it is yet, but, like, PWX has uh, just recently joined IWTV, mm. and so I think there might be a possibility of adding that on to their library that's there. Um, I know it's on YouTube randomly from like a fan who uh, who had caught footage of it, and he decided to tell me when like the next show. I was like, hey, I, I, I was like, yeah, that was you, huh? Cool. Um, I don't know how the company feels about that, but cool. Uh, but it's there. Um, I don't know how I didn't watch it, so I don't know how good the footage is of that. But it is also on like the PWX uh, if they still have that open. And I don't know if they do because of the IWTV deal. Mm. But it was streaming on their platform as well. All right, but yeah, that match was awesome. I'm not gonna give away who won, but they could check that out whenever they're, on their, they're done watching this. Um, next match I had that that was really cool was Davy Richards again, another guy who's got the same you know strong style as you and a little a little bit more at a technician level like you. So like you guys are very similar in the ring. How was that like facing a legend like Davey Richards? Yeah, another great one. Um, you know, Davey was someone who, at least in America, I think uh, helped uh, cultivate this style a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously it's been a big thing in other areas for a long time, specifically in Japan. But like in America, he's one of the ones that kind of helped it become popular. And, uh, I, I remember definitely watching, you know, back in uh, the days of his Ring of Honor days, watching him do this stuff and was amazed. And him alongside guys like, you know, Loki and uh, I'm trying to think. Obviously, Brian Danielson later on and, like, other guys like that. Like, that was what I wanted to be. That was I saw those matches, and I'm like, yeah, like, that's that's it. And so... Um, getting the chance to, to wrestle him after all these years was pretty, pretty cool. And I think uh, another fun match, another match I enjoyed a lot. I know he enjoyed it a lot. Um, and stylistically, we are very similar, so it worked out. And actually, I'd love to do it again at some point, and hopefully we will. Yeah, so you brought up the fact that you do want to sign with the company. And again, I'm sure New Japan is one on your mind. Um, or Impact, Ring of Honor. I mean, I feel like you would have been fitting perfectly for Ring of Honor. 
sadly they they had to shut down maybe they'll be back and i hope you go there as well because i just feel like your style works with ring of honor it's it, or new japan you know strong style works with anywhere but is there any company that you specifically have been i don't want to ask you if you've been talking to any company but it's like have you been interacting with certain companies is there any like conversation going back and forth yeah yeah all right i would say so um I won't, I won't name specifics, obviously, yeah. obviously because yeah. who knows what will happen, um, you know. Um, and New Japan's a weird one because, like, that would, that would definitely have been the place, like, you know, a couple of years ago that would have been my number one. It was definitely my number one before WWE. It's like Japan was always my goal as a professional wrestler. That's what I wanted to do. It just didn't seem feasible, you know. It's, it's not the easiest thing to find an in to another country, um, especially like Japan. So... Uh, I took what was given to me, which obviously was WWE, which was uh, still awesome mm-hmm. um, and another dream, but just not what I wanted specifically. Um, now, I don't know that like, that's really as much of an option because of COVID is kind of a hard thing, right, to, to be sent over to another country and work full-time for another uh, company that's in another country. So um, I'm open to a lot of places, you know, honestly. I'm open to anything main thing for me now at this point and selfish as it may sound is money you know is, is if i'm going to continue to sacrifice and, and do these things put my family through this it has to be worth it and mm-hmm. that's why i said like i need a uh, a contract that's going to make it worthwhile for me to stay and if it's not there it's not there and it's not meant to be but like that's just where i'm at at 20 years in that's where i'm at it has to happen or it just you know it's got to be the end at least full time like i said yeah, you know, your dream could still happen because, you know, a lot of good things came out of the, the, the that year, the hardest year of people's lives. And one of it was New Japan Strong. That's its own branch, own company in the U.S. now with a whole bunch of stars. Have you been, uh, have you been like looking at New Japan Strong as like, an option? Have you, have you been following on what they do and how they run their show? No, yeah, I definitely follow it. Um. You know, and I've I've even had some context there and stuff. And uh, here's the thing: is just like one, I don't know that New Japan Strong specifically on their own does like contracts, which again is kind of my my number one objective right now. Is is like yeah, working for there would be awesome, and I would definitely do it. But um, long term, I, I need guaranteed money yeah. at this point. Um, but I would love to work for the company, and if they started doing contracts, that'd be great. I just don't know if that's something that's going to happen right now. Um, you know, um, Ring of Honor, actually, I just saw was coming back for uh, the Supercard show, oh. like, in Dallas. So I don't know if that's going to be a thing that continues. I think Ring of Honor would be another great place that I wish to do, like you said. Um, you know, but it's it's all a matter of... of I'm just giving myself up to the the gods, the spirits, if you will. You know, I, I I'm not I'm not gonna put myself out there too far, but like I'm open to whatever. Um, so if there's interest from a company that is willing to invest in me, then I'm willing to invest in the company. Is basically what I'm gonna say at this point. No, yeah. Um, the most recent thing that I'm sure a lot of people seen you do was AEW against Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. And there was something very different. When I, I still watch the match over and over again, because of how good you actually made that match. When you watch dark matches, you see a good one minute, two minute, you know, demolish of a match, or you know, just show off how much you could do. 
You, on the other hand, put off a good match right at Kingston. You did so much in that match. Um, how did that come to be? How did you transition to work for AW Dark? Yeah, so they uh, actually contacted me after the release and asked, uh, you know, when my uh, my deal was up, when my no, no compete clause was up, and mm. it happened to coincide with them doing the tapings. In fact, it was like one day after, I think, or something. And so I was like, yeah, I'll come down because I was still living in Orlando at the time and the tapings were in Orlando. And uh, I was actually in the process of moving all my stuff up. My friends who uh, care a lot about me and flew all the way to Orlando just to help me uh, move all this stuff and get in this U-Haul, they were like, don't worry about it. We will get all your stuff in this truck. You go do AEW and see what happens there. And so I went down there and, um, yeah, found out I was working with Eddie. And obviously I know Eddie Kingston from Evolve and stuff. And Eddie uh, and I are fairly close. And so I would say that, like, part of that match being so good is because of Eddie and how giving he is. Um, part of it's also because they were giving a look at me and wanting to see what I can do. And I think everybody was pretty happy with the match. It didn't work out at the time because mainly because I was moving and the tapings were in Orlando. And I was at the time just not able to make the trip from where I am now to mm-hmm. Orlando all the time uh, and, 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 and get there. Um, I have been there a few more times afterwards. So far, nothing has officially worked out or anything but i'm hoping that that's still an option and we'll see uh i still have contact with them and so we'll see what happens going forward so after your match they basically said hey if you're in the area come back and do more like they basically wanted you to do more yeah the darks yeah for sure which you know kind of like it seems to be the way they work unless it's like you know uh just a big name uh, coming off of something like an Adam Cole, which I have no problem saying I'm not an Adam Cole, as popularity-wise. Um, so unless you're like that, the kind of the way in is you, you kind of work your way up, yeah. just like you would any place, and that's fine. Um, and the way in is dark. And like guys like Anthony Green, who was also, that was his first time there, and he's had several more appearances since then and has been on Rampage and things like that. That's kind of the way you work your way up, and I just couldn't do it at the time. They did offer it, um, it just wasn't something I could personally do at the time. Mm-hmm. How about now? If they offer it now, would you be able to, or it's still one of the situations? Well, where... like, like I said, um, there's still communication going back and forth. So, and I have been present at some at, at some of the AEW shows with some things in mind. It just hasn't come to fruition quite yet. So, in the future, I am hoping that you know, um, can see all that. That was fingers crossed. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm hoping that we can make that work in the near future. Have you had, um, I don't think it's like a big deal, but have you had matches that haven't been shown? Have you had ex- Have no. you done more stuff? No, that was the only thing so far. Because it was just That's so awful. good. I want to see more. Like that, that, was, that was a really good match. I really enjoyed that match. Everyone I appreciate that. that and I'm hoping for the same. So we'll see. All right, so let's talk about another thing you did recently. You battled Alex Zane, your old 205 you know, rivalry member. And I'm going to spoil it. You picked up the victory on that one. So talk about that. How how was that like, you know, getting to face him again? But this time, no restrictions, no people watching you, rating you. How was that like? No, yeah, I actually requested for, well, partially, like, they wanted to bring him in, but I also requested specifically, hey, let me have him. Mm-hmm. And so uh, 
yeah, we got to work and uh, we had one match on 205 Live, which I thought was actually really good. But again, like you said, it, you are a little bit limited in some ways and we could just kind of go crazy. We didn't go crazy because I feel like it's going to happen again. Um, and I'd rather have something in the tank for when we do it at a bigger time. We were opening match for this show. And so, you know, I don't want to like steal the entire show every single time. I'm actually, I'm actually one of those guys now. It's like, Hey, there's other matches that have to happen. So I'm not going to be that person. And so we had a good opportunity to have a good match. And I think we did. So, uh, we'll eventually make it to a point where we have a match. It's like, a, you know, in a position where we can just go wild. And we'll do that at that time. So we'll see what happens. But I had fun as always. Alex is a great guy. He's one of the only few guys actually that I hung out outside of the PC with a few times. So that's awesome. And something I didn't bring up, and I want to bring up, was when we talk about New Japan, we're talking about something that's something that you want to do at one point when you know things will actually work out for that point. What faction would you join? What faction would be your? I mean, I'm sure you thought about this yourself too. Uh you know, not specific, not not really, because I don't. I've never really gotten too much into like I know it's like always been a big thing in Japan for these various factions, but um, I just I've always watched just for the matches. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily get too caught up in the various factions and stories going along with those. But um, I would have to be a NATO guy. Oh, I think. All right. I think. I think. I think personality-wise, that would fit me more than the others anyway. Is is to to be a part of that group? So that would be what I would go with, just right offhand. All right, it's a very interesting, very interesting group actually. Lij, okay, all right, all right. Back to the main topics. So now that you are still, you know, wrestling independently, and you again, we we need the checks, we need the money. Who do you want to face? Who do we? Who do fans tweet at now? Promotions, wrestlers to get in the ring with you. Who do you want to face in twenty twenty? You know. Uh, there's so many guys now um and girls who are great and um even like since the time that i went and got signed like there were certain people that were kind of being spotlighted before i left and went to wwe and then i came back and there's like these whole other group of people who are like now in the spotlight and i didn't i'd never seen and um so it's crazy how that happens but you know um, I, there's so many, there's so many, and I can name a few off the top of my head, but I then I'd be like forgetting some, and you know, I definitely want to get in there with Josh Alexander at some point because I think he's like elite level at this point. Um, you know, I'd like to also have a, a rematch with Gresham at some point. You know, um, there's uh, Daniel Garcia, there's Lee Moriarty, there's uh, so many people. Um, I just recently had like my first uh, real, I would say, like intergender match with a uh, Masha Slamovich. Really? What company? Yeah, yeah. So it was for Action Sub during the Restival deal they had on IWTV. You can check mm-hmm. that out. It's it's there. Um, yeah. So that was fun. So there's so many people. Uh, for me now, at this point, it's just more about. Uh, doing the most I can as an independent wrestler. And that's all about, for me, I, I feel like to be a great independent wrestler, you have to just go and do every everything you can. And so I'm more about like trying to get out there to as many different places as possible, as many different areas and regions. And so for me, it's more about wrestling places I've never wrestled. Uh, and I can get off a bunch of companies as well. And some of these I've tried, I've contacted and we'll see what happens. But, um, 
yeah there's so much and i've been lucky enough like i did pwg earlier this year that was great um or not earlier this year it was last year year, year. (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah there's other places like uh you know that are killing it now like prestige and like some of the places are on the west coast like west coast pro um and there's places on this side and uh you know gresham now has terminus that he just started and you know ring of honor might be a thing again so there's so many different options now i just want to be everywhere honestly give me the best and give me the best company so that i can go out there and do my thing in front of the most people i just uh yeah i'm doing warrior uh we mentioned that kind of earlier that's another one that i'm starting with so yeah i just want to be everywhere yeah let's talk about that because that's a pretty big one warrior wrestling has been doing a lot lately and that's your debut to Warrior Wrestling, which is pretty awesome. So yeah. all the fans are going to see for the first time there. And you're going up against someone like Tom Lar, and I'm sure you've seen his work, and I'm sure you are excited to get in the ring with him. What's going through, you know, your head coming into that match? Uh, nothing. It's just it's uh, another opportunity to get in there with somebody who uh, can go. And it's uh, uh, obviously it's a very good match for me stylistically. It's a good way to showcase what I do. Um you know, because we both kind of have a similar style as well. Mm-hmm. And so um, he's beast. I like to think I'm beast. And so uh, I think the fans watching are going to get a uh, great show. That's awesome. And how did World Wrestling come to be? Because that's, again, that's one of the companies that, you know, really worked their way to the top to, to be one of those big name, you know, independent companies. So how did that connection come with World Wrestling? Yeah, so I mean, one... As an independent wrestler, we're always going to be, or at least we should be, uh, sending out our resumes, sending out feelers to, to get with the companies that are doing things, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of the name of the game. It's like you can't just expect these companies to come to you. No matter where you've been, it doesn't matter. You know, there's so much talent out there. They don't need anybody. Most places don't need anybody, you know? Um, but it's our job to put ourselves out there and try to get this work. And so I'm always doing that. But, yeah, I've talked to Warrior Wrestling um, on and off here and there for a few years because Drake and I, as we're horsemen, used to wrestle very frequently for uh, Freelance Pro in Chicago. And Warrior Wrestling is kind of in the same general area. I know that promoter or one of the promoters um, has come to some of those freelance shows, liked what they saw, and we were talking at various points about coming in. It just never happened. And um, so since that time they've grown and done bigger things and so now um uh we just made contact again i of course sent sent out a message like hey i'd still be interested in coming down they got back with me and um there's gonna be more stuff coming along the way this is not gonna be the only one this will be the first one and hopefully we'll make it a place that's you know very frequently uh that i that i go to um i'm excited i haven't been in that area in a while too and so that used to be a place I was at like every month almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, I'm very excited to see what you're going to do at Warrior Wrestling. With, with the talent that they have and, and the capacity that they could do with creative ideas, I can't wait to see what everyone's going to do with, with that show. It's 18, Warrior Wrestling 18, so it's going to be a nice one. All right, now let's get to the last thing, and that is tag team wrestling. The first thing I noticed that when you got released is you brought up that now you can tag with JD again. Now you guys can do what you love to do. So how did that come back? How did you message him or did he message you? But hey, let's start tagging the Indies again. Now you guys have... Uh, 
So we're like, we're, we're, we're legit, really, really, really good friends. So we never stopped talking. Mm. Um, in fact, we'd complain about our various situations from time to time, you know, while I was gone. So, uh, you know, things that would come up in the wrestling business and we'd talk. Um, so we never lost contact. It was just a matter of, hey, I'm free now. And mm-hmm. with his current contract status with AEW, he can kind of do independence regardless. So it just worked out. And um, so we're like, hey, yeah, let's do this. And our thing has always been like, we're very confident in our abilities as singles performers. Uh, I think we have our own thing going when we are separate. And he just had one of the probably match the early match the match of the year contenders against uh alec price like everybody's talking about that match and so he's awesome i think i have my moments where i i have these matches and they're awesome but i really honestly truly feel and he feels the same way and a lot of people feel the same way is that as a tag team there's just something different about us when we're together it's just different mm-hmm. i think we stand out from a lot of other tag teams because we look different we wrestle different it's just a style thing is something about it and because it's so special and and it feels so special to us it's like we don't want to let it go so we're going to push for it as long as we can and so honestly that's the main goal really you know get a contract that's cool but i'd rather get a contract with him Mm-hmm. you know and obviously there's only one place he's at he already has a contract so if i find my way there and we can make that thing work there then that's what i want to do because wrestling with him is easy we make it easy together and it's uh fun it's there's never a dull moment and you know i always have somebody to fight with because that's what we'll do in the car or on the plane so <laughs> it's good times yeah, you know, if you go there, they might have to ask you to wear a tie and a, and a pants when you wrestle. Or, <laughs> or they could, I could snatch him away from them and we could do this work horseman thing like we've been doing for like the past, what, five years? I would like to see that more, yes. I would love to see that one more. <laughs> I mean, I'll put on a tie if that's what they want. <laughs> like, if that makes it work and I can team with him, then I'll do whatever I need to do. But... You know, I think we have our own thing going already that could work there. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to have a whole getup, like a golden blazer. You're gonna have to wear like pants and dress shoes. It'll be perfect for you. I'm sure you'll like it. Hey, money's money, man. It's true, man. Hey, man, especially in wrestling, especially in one of the you know big companies. You know, do what you gotta do. Yeah. Hey, people like to complain about like you know, I don't know. Fans like to complain about like wrestlers selling out and yada yada. Like, come on, man. Like, you don't own us. Like, it's great that you support us and like we appreciate it. We do. But we can wrestle for whoever we want to wrestle for. Whatever, whatever is going to be best for us and our family and our life situation. And you should respect that, I feel like. And whether that's us getting on TV and wearing a tie, I'll wear whatever you want me to wear if it works out for me. You know what I mean? And my family. Uh, and plus, we get to do it doing what we love to do in professional wrestling. Like, regardless of what the gimmick or what the, the story or whatever it is, like, we're still doing professional wrestling and we're making money and supporting our family doing that. Yeah. And so if you support the wrestler, support the wrestler. That's it. Listen, I'll support you in a blazer and a tie any day, man. Any day. <laughs> All right. <Hey. laughs> How can people follow you? I appreciate it. How can people follow you? How can people support you? How do people buy your merch? Are you on Cameo? Give out everything that you're on. You know, what's funny is that um, 
when I first got released, I tried to get on Cameo and it took forever. I never heard anything back because you got to get like verified through them or whatever. They actually called me back and they verified me. And uh, now I just am too lazy to set the thing up, <laughs> which is funny. I kind of started it and I haven't finished it. So maybe that should be a thing I do. But um, I do have it. Maybe I'll start that up. But other than that, follow me on Twitter. That's the main source, honestly. Like I do some of the other social media like Instagram, but main one's Twitter. The handle for everything, though, is uh, Anthony Henry, which is A-N-T-N-Y Henry. Um that's the handle for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, as far as merch goes, I have a pro wrestling tease. Same situation. I have not updated that thing in forever. And there are shirts on there, but they're extremely old. So maybe I'll get on that and stop being lazy. See, I talk about getting a, a contract and doing all these things, but I'm not even like really like being the hustler, right? <laughs> Look at me. Well, I, I guess the important thing is that I go wrestle and I hustle there, right? Yeah, that's the most important thing. I saw a lot of awesome designs that you like on your on your tights. You got new designs. You got the workhorseman yeah. shirt. Who runs? Who yeah. does all your designs? Uh, yeah. So uh, we've been using pretty much the same designer for all of our stuff for a while. Like all the workhorseman shirts, the the former ones, the ones the present one, like same guy, um, Marta Gucci. Uh, I think his Twitter's like when I escaped. I believe so. Marta Gucci, but he's a graphic designer. Um, he does a lot of actually other other uh, professional wrestler stuff too, um, but he's really good. He does all of our Disney themed work horseman ones and all the ones that I've had as a singles run as well. I have a lot of cool designs. I maybe I just need to you know actually make the effort and put them on uh, the website. Yeah, man, you gotta get up, you gotta start doing, you gotta do some hustling now because I want to some merch, and I'm sure other people do too. I appreciate it, and I'll, I'll get it out there. All right, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace.